the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Woo! It's Friday night. Woo! It's Friday night. This is my America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no. It is Friday night. Welcome to the Friday night edition of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Super glad to have you guys here with me. We almost didn't launch live here because my man Skins and I were rapping uh, in the lunchroom, just enjoying ourselves on this Friday night. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa. We got hey, sh- what time is it? Yeah, we got a show to do because you know what? We just have so much fun here. I got to tell you guys, I wish you guys could all be in the studio with us. I know that you get to kind of be in the studio with us a little bit if you're watching like we are streaming right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. We're streaming on the Andrea K Facebook page. We're also on Twitter right now. Follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. And so you're kind of in there with me, especially if you're posting comments. And we definitely want to hear from you guys. I know that there was some shenanigans being played last night and uh, my girl Donna Renee Ivy from the Panhandle in Florida was having some trouble getting her comments posted last night. So do let me know if you're having any problems because uh, the... Uh, the continued censorship and attack on our free speech in order to control our elections and control the future of the country is still very, very much at issue. And in fact, that's going to be our, our lead topics on the show tonight, which is breaking news in terms of Twitter files release number six. That's numero. Who speaks Spanish? Who speaks? Uh, uh, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. Sí. <laughs> Did I just do that live on air? You did. Can you tell us Friday night? I should I should certainly be able to do it all la Francais after all the years I took French. We also have uh, Bob Walters will be here for his Friday night segments, as you know, keeping you updated on everything you need to know about education and indoctrination in the country. And we've also got hair of the week and stink of the week and guess what y'all y'all I, I get it we get how you folks in the rest of the country think that that uh, california has just practically already fallen off into the ocean there was a, there was a man many years ago nostradamus i think who predicted california was going to fall off into the ocean um like we're like we're floating at the top of it right not like we we're actually attached to the ground here but anyway um it, it has california fallen off no, it's not. We we I, I think there there's actually a county in California right now that's not only gone gone so far left that they've fallen off, but is actually having a conversation right now. This is a California county actually doing some digging and entertaining the idea of succeeding from the state of California. Lots to talk about on tonight's Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Have you returned to Twitter? Are you going to? 
Most people that I know that left Twitter have not gone back. And we're going to give give, give you the, the breaking news on Elon Musk today, where the left has gone hysterical because he actually suspended some accounts of some quote, journalist. Trump actually gave a speech yesterday we're going to share a little bit with you guys on that has to do with free speech. And a lot of people have been like, where has Trump been on the issue of free speech? We're going to play a little bit of that for you guys. Where are you on Twitter? I'm curious if you've gone back. I don't think so. Um, But let me know. 888-344-1170. This man has not gone back. And I think that it's I think that it's proof that we don't have to stay tethered. We don't have to stay addicted to a social media site. There is life after Twitter. And maybe at the end of the day, maybe if we really do want to combat the censorship, that we don't continue to encourage and enable the sites and the individuals and organizations that are censoring us. The man who has not returned to Twitter is the one and only DJ Potato Skins. These woke... High IQ stupid people. They're easy to recognize. They hate George Washington. They hate Thomas Jefferson. They hate DJ DJ Skins. Yeah, they hate they hate they hate our way of thinking. And no, I am not going to return to Twitter. I've made my decision. You know what? Life off social media for me is a great thing. Yeah. Um. By the way, you want to, you, you, you know, I'm, I mock Southerners. I'm, I'm and my, my man Kennedy is from Louisiana, and uh, I, I can, I can mock a good Southern accent because I used to have one. Not one is quite as heavy as Kennedy, but uh, can you do a Kennedy impersonation for no, me? No, I'm not even going to try. Well, you love that clip so much. You it, play the it like guy every, is legendary. Give me a high IQ, stupid people. Come on now, you can. All right. (laughs) That was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not sure what part of Louisiana he's from. That was a half Lindsey Graham almost. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because I I mock Lindsey Graham all the time, too. He's he's a a, Lady Graham. Lady Graham. All right. So uh, here's what happened today in terms of Elon Musk. He suspended the accounts of. A few, quote, journalists, we know that there's no such thing as a journalist at CNN, right? There's no such thing as a journalist at New York Times or Washington Post, especially, or at MSNBC. But Elon Musk had decided to suspend those that consider themselves journalists, including Keith Oberman, by the way, uh, for violations of his platform. And many people are coming out to say, oh, my gosh, this guy's supposedly returning free speech to Twitter. Well, here's the details on that. And, and I have been and I have been a little critical of Elon Musk that I haven't felt like he's been as 100 percent free speech on, on the platform as he should be. Um, but what happened was he has a plane, a private plane that is supposedly designed in a way that prevents it from being tracked so that it's private and so that he cannot be located. And it's for his family safety. Right. And, and, and his personal safety. Well, evidently, there is a, a company that has a tracker that can track his location. And when these, quote, journalists retweeted the tracking of the company that does the tracking, he considered it doxing. And what is doxing? We know doxing is actually criminal. That is where you specifically give the location of somebody who's high profile in order for them to be victimized in a way, one way or another, whether it's to have somebody go and beat them up, whether it's to have them swatted by by SWAT teams. And so um, he, he said today, 
He said any account doxing real-time location info of anyone will be suspended as it is a physical safety violation. This includes posting links to sites with real-time location info. Posting locations someone traveled to on a delayed basis is, 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 isn't a safety problem. That's okay. Um, he said, my plane is actually not trackable. So then some people came out and said, well, he wasn't doxed. This wasn't doxing. And he said, absolutely it was that his plane is not trackable without using non-public data. So you got to ask yourself, they, have, they knew this. These people were doxing him because they wanted him harmed. They wanted him at least threatened. They wanted him to feel threatened. You think about that for a moment. It also it, it, and, and, and it also shows the courage of Elon Musk, really, in, in taking on uh, these far-left crackpots. Now, suddenly, the far-lefties that were perfectly happy to have Miranda Devine in the New York Post to have her account suspended or others um, in, in order to stop the story of, of Hunter Biden or to have D.C. Drano or to have Charlie Kirk um, shadow banned. The same people that have celebrated that under, under the guise of disinformation and misinformation are now accusing Elon Musk of violating free speech. Um, here is, and CNN is particularly hysterical over this. And in fact, here is um, one guy on CNN, an alleged journalist, who says that Musk banning of these particular journalists will have a, quote, chilling effect on freelance journalists around the world. Uh, Clip seven. If we want to quit Twitter, we're still going to be able to report and do our jobs. For a lot of independent freelance journalists around the world, you know, the reality is they have to be on Twitter because that is where editors and, and publishers will see their work and might hire them. I worry about the chilling effect that this might have on those reporters, particularly when you think that Musk also owns these other companies, Tesla and SpaceX. What if you're in Germany or elsewhere and you're reporting uh, on maybe poor working conditions? Is he going to come and, and just stamp you down because he says, oh, that's against the rules? OK, first thing here. Um yeah, Twitter is a great tool for citizen journalists, great tool for freelancers, great tool for bloggers who remembers blogging, right? And and that's why the left had to coordinate with the FBI and the Department of Justice and the U.S. government in taking down freelance journalists, citizen journalists, bloggers of all kinds. There's so many conservatives that had no presence, no profile, that were actually just regular citizens until they started tweeting out, right? The diamond and silks of the world, right? I think uh, I, I think Brian Stelter actually from CNN wasn't he wasn't he one of the people that just started yeah so we're we're aware that Twitter was an opportunity when it first started gave way and gave rise to many out there who had no regular platform that were not a part of the traditional media and that's why what Twitter has done and what's being released and what more importantly. More importantly, what has been done in terms of censorship of Americans is not even about uh, these journalists, but about our own uh, and, and or even about Jack Dorsey or anybody else at Twitter. It's about our own government. Here's what Matt Taibbi, who released uh, the Twitter files number six, had to say today. Um he showed that in, in his, I don't have time to go read through the entire Twitter files released today. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of a summary that, that what it, Matt Taibbi in general says the FBI would email Twitter citing specific accounts for censorship and then Twitter would find reasons to permanently ban those accounts. 
He goes on to say this is unconstitutional and people need to go to jail for this dystopian censorship operation. The U.S. government, our top law enforcement agency, was actively cooperating and coordinating with a social media site to shut down citizen journalists, to to shut down average citizens, to shut down freelance people, right? So here's CNN and all these hypocritical lefties yammering and complaining about, about Elon Musk being the one the chilling to, to, to be the one to provide a chilling effect on free speech. No, that's the U.S. government. And it is unconstitutional. And somebody should be arrested. Here's what else Matt Taibbi said about the FBI. He said, instead of chasing child sex predators or terrorists, the FBI has agents, lots of them, analyzing and mass flagging social media posts, not as part of any criminal investigation, but as a permanent end in of itself surveillance operation. People should not be okay with this. This is what should be chilling. And it's continuing. Even outside of Twitter. We know that, um, what's his name, Merrick Garland's Department of Justice and his counterterrorism unit has, had declared over a year ago that they were actually hiring private companies to create fake accounts on, on uh, Facebook to enter private groups for the purpose of surveilling American citizens. We know that part of this surveillance state that Matt Taibbi is talking about that he's documented with Twitter we know that it's a part of the counterterrorism group that's been started after Jan 6, 2021 to declare those of us who question the outcome of an election, those of us, we're, the definition of domestic violence extremist is those of us that question the outcome of an election. Parents that want to go to a school board meeting and declare they don't want their five-year-old sexualized with pornographic material or given puberty blockers. Those of us that want limited government, they've actually expanded that in terms of their search on social media to include anybody who questions banking and finance, right? Questioning military operations. That's what, and and the chilling effect is real. The chilling effect is real when you, when uh, how many people are scared to post on social media because they know that that was in one way, just one of the ways in which they rounded up people in a dragnet of anybody who might have said anything that uh, in support of Jan 6 or might have been a Jan 6. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Trump's announcement. Trump's announcement with his digital, his, his digital rights idea for citizens on social media. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, FM 96.1 in North County and streaming all over the world. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Before the break, we were talking about everybody hysterical today that Elon Musk dared to uh, suspend some, uh, quote, journalist uh, because they doxed him, uh, which, I mean, have we seen any greater uh, hypocrisy than here on the left? Maybe uh, there's a little bit more, tad more hypocrisy when we consider that the European Union, (laughs) the European Union, who has a new 
um, uh, Digital Services Act, which uh, expands the ability of Brussels to police so-called hate speech and disinformation and added additional punishment mechanisms against Internet platforms. Yeah, that European Union has come out and said, how dare Elon Musk uh, suspend some accounts from some, quote, journalists for doxing him, right? So now they're thinking about sanctioning. How do you sanction the richest dude in the world? People, please. You, you, you EU people make me giggle. These um, woke, <laughs> high IQ, stupid, stupid people. <laughs> okay, so Trump. Um, some people are saying Trump had a really bad week this week. He made it. Did you hear about Trump's big announcement, Skins? He made a really big announcement yesterday. I did. Yeah. Um, Here's what Stephen Bannon had to say about Trump's big announcement that he made yesterday. He made two big announcements. One was the um, NFT announcement, and it got a lot – and uh, he just got skewered for it. Let me start uh, talking about Trump with you playing clip two. Some of the- I can't do this anymore. He's one of the greatest presidents in history, but i got to tell you, whoever, but business partner, and anybody in the comms team, and anybody in Mar-a-Lago, and I love the folks down there, but we're at war. They ought to be fired today. You came out with something that's so important, which I still don't think gets to the heart of it. And hey, you don't have three harder cores than Cortez, Bannon, and Sub <laughs> So when they're, and we're getting blown up all day on the set. So what he's talking about is Trump said he had a big announcement or who's ready for a superhero. And then the next day, Trump came out with a big announcement that he had these. I don't even I'm not familiar with these non fungible tokens. I guess that's what NFT stands for. But Trump came out with his NFT, his digital cards that are supposed to be like a diff, kind of like a baseball cards from back in the day. Well, you know what, Steve Bannon, Trump sold out of the digital NFT cards to the tune of four point five million dollars. So I don't exactly consider that a hashtag fail for Trump. Okay, look, if you want to if you want to criticize Trump at, at this point, fine, go ahead. I'm an equal opportunity criticizer, but I don't think that I would consider selling out of something in, in a few hours quite a, a fail. Now, had it been that nobody bought them? Yeah, that would be justified. Then it would be a fail. In fact, some of the criticism yesterday around the NFT announcement was that he, there really wasn't much of a launch. He just said the day before, hey, I've got a big announcement. Then he posts on Truth Social a video about his cards and he sells out. When you're I, Trump, you can do that. Yeah. I mean, really? Come on. You know, do I think do I think he could be a little bit more engaged in policy? Absolutely. And then you know what he did after that? He gave a speech about what he would do to solve the problem and the attack on our free speech in this country. He came out with some very specific policy ideas and things that he would do as president in 2024. And then also, here's an idea that for his um, free uh, ideas on free speech, which is a digital bill of rights for users. Skins, please play clip one. Fifth, the time has finally come for Congress to pass a digital bill of rights. This should include a right to digital due process. In other words, government officials should need a court order to take down online content, not send information requests such as the FBI was sending to Twitter. Furthermore, when users of big online platforms have their content or accounts removed, throttled, shadow banned, or otherwise restricted, no matter what name they use, they should have the right to be informed that it's happening 
the right to a specific explanation of the reason why, and the right to a timely appeal. In addition, all users over the age of 18 should have the right to opt out of content moderation and curation entirely and receive an unmanipulated stream of information if they so choose. The fight for free speech is a matter of victory or death for America mm-hmm. and for the survival of Western civilization itself. When I am president, this whole rotten system of censorship and information control will be ripped out of the system at large. There won't be anything left. By restoring free speech, we'll begin to reclaim our democracy and save our nation. Thank you, and God bless America. Andrea, we haven't said it about Trump in a while. You know what? For those comments, I think he's nominee for a Hero of the Week. He was right on. He actually said more. Let me tell you a little bit more. He also said um, he would ban federal agencies from colluding to censor American citizens. He would ban taxpayer dollars from being used to label speech as mis or disinformation. He would fire every bureaucrat who is engaged in domestic censorship. He would stop federal funding for all nonprofits and academic programs engaged in censorship. He would suspend federal dollars to any university that is engaged in in, uh, censorship support activities. He would order the DOJ to investigate all parties involved in online censorship regime and prosecute any and all crimes identified. He would revise Section 230 to drastically curtail big platforms' power to restrict uh, lawful speech. He would enact criminal penalties for federal bureaucrats who partner with private entities to violate our constitutional rights. He would impose a seven-year cooling-off period before former intel and national security officers officials can work at big tech platforms. He would send uh, preservation letters to the Biden administration and big tech giants immediately. That's for pending prosecution uh, and investigations. And he would pass the digital bill of rights that we just um, played the clip on. I think he knocked it out of the park. Is there criticism that maybe he shouldn't have done both speeches on the same day? Yeah. But I mean, to to think that Trump, uh, the the cards were not exactly a fail and neither was this speech. So what I would say, though, is I would like to him to I do think he should go back on Twitter. I do. He's, you know, Truth Social does not have the following. He does not have the presence there that if he's been allowed back on there, use the platform. I, I think he absolutely should. I think he absolutely should. There was a there was a time in which I thought everybody should abandon Twitter and Facebook. But honestly, um, you know, if you've got an opportunity to reach people, why not? What do you guys think? Well, I think we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, you heard Trump. He mentioned what was going on in the universities and the schools regarding censorship and regarding controlling of information, which is all a part of the education system becoming nothing but indoctrination centers and the man who knows all about it will be here when we come back that's bob walters so don't go anywhere you're listening to the andrea k show on the answer san diego i was just watching uh, some of the ukrainian news and it seems that uh they in Kherson, which was recently uh, taken back over by the Ukrainians, the Russian soldier orcs had just had uh, had a special little cell designed for children, where they could torture children, little children, maybe fifteen and under. 
Isn't that just amazing? That's Russia. That's the power of Putin. What a fellow. Thank you, caller. That was our, uh, our on our 24-hour caller line, 844-814-5227. Yeah, Putin's quite the evil guy. Um, we've got a story next hour that has to do with evil deeds going on uh, with children and slave labor that the U.S. has decided to get involved in. But for now, we're going to carry on our discussion, like we do on every Friday, as to the evil that's happening in our school system, from pre-K now all the way through colleges and universities and even med schools, and the education expert who's been educating America and my show listeners for years now is Bob Walters, author of the new book, Education or Indoctrination, and he joins me now. Hello, my dear. Hello, good to be here. Thank you um, for being here as always. You are you are a, a perpetual uh, hero of the week for us. So you're always our honorary hero of the week. And uh, you've really put a lot of, uh, in addition to being a successful businessman and running a successful company and, and being our education contributor here, you've also found the time somehow to write a new book to continue to educate the people and uh, the, the, the world on what's happening in our schools. Tell everybody about your book well yeah education or indoctrination i cover things like the start of the decline like 40 50 60 years ago this this decline didn't just start last year Mm-mm. it started many years ago and i outline it and of course i also touch base on the issues of sex education black lives matter and the impact they're having on the schools antifa and the uprising and the impact they're having with violence education to the, again to the students islam taking a major force in the schools, and critical race theory. I also cover all of the things. I've got 37 groups that lead, listeners can get a hold of and get involved to do something to stop this trend so we can save America and save our kids. Yeah, it's, and that's one of the things I love about this book is that it's not, so many times when people decide they want to write a book and it's political or, or and, and no matter how well-intentioned, no matter how, how great the topic is, the research, sometimes people, uh, they, they want to, they, they, they can't stop themselves, they can't edit, and they produce something that's 600 pages that goes too deep or it goes too long, and they don't, they don't know how to make it readable. Your book is readable. It's information that's not only about what's happening in the schools, but it's also the history about how it started, why it's happening, and what we what we can do to stop it and why we must. So it's it's not just informative, it's also a call to action. And that's one reason why everybody needs to get this book. And I'm proud that now um, the book is actually a part of Salem, not just not just something that we talk about on the show. Um, Salem was actually going to be reproducing it and distributing it. So I couldn't be more proud that Bob Walter's book has now been picked up by Salem. So tell everybody where they can get it. It's not too late to get it in time. You need to be getting multiple copies putting it in stockings, giving it out to people. Tell everybody how they can get it. Well, right now you can get it on a quick action from Amazon. It's $25 a book for a hard copy, and it's free if you want to just get a PDF copy and print your own in your local printer. But um, Amazon's the main source, and in the coming weeks, of course, it'll be widened a lot more Mm -hmm. with the help of Salem Broadcasting and the printing media. Of that division. Well, you know, God bless you for doing it because, you know, this is truly 
Uh, there's a lot of people that start getting involved, and it's because maybe it's a vanity project, or maybe it's because you know, um, you know, they want to meet people or whatever. But this is truly a passion for you. This is not this is not something that you just decided on a whim to get involved in. This isn't your first book. Uh, this is truly saving the, saving our country through saving our schools and, and saving children has truly been a passion of yours. And we and you know you've been one of the people that's that's had some actually affected some success. There has been successes, and but it's just not a fight that's going to be won in one day or one week or a month or a year. And that's why we've all got to stay in the fight and continue to fight. And one way that you can is by getting the book and reading all about it. Make sure you're educated on it so you can tell people when you're around the dinner table and around the holiday table and hanging out with people what the truth is, what the real deal is, how it started, what it's about, and, and how to solve the problem. So... Um, what content uh, do you have for us tonight in terms of, have you got some good news? Well, yeah, <laughs> I do. Good. Uh, it's always a challenge to get some, but. <laughs> I'm uh, sure it is. Biden administration's push to enforce the executive order designed to protect LGBT community from discrimination in schools and workplace was blocked by a federal judge in Tennessee, which is good. And all this while 22 state attorney generals have a case that is moving through the courts as well on the same issue to stop Biden's support for the LGBT community and what they're doing in discrimination against non-LGBT people in the schools and, and in workplaces. So that's good. Yeah, it is. It is very good news. And, and um, it's but we just can't it, we got to celebrate every little win. But we got to remember that we've lost our country at this point, uh, death by a thousand cuts and by inches. And that's how we're going to reclaim things by inches. Yes, you're right. And the U.S. Department of Education has dissolved the National Parents Council months after the lawsuit was filed by several conservative groups for it being unbalanced and politically biased. Groups leading the battle include American First Legal Foundation, Fight for Schools, and Parents Defending Education. This is good because it really was an organization in the federal government pushing and and discriminating against effective education that the kids really need rather than discrimination. Well, what's interesting, Bob, is that they called it the National Parents Council. So the the left is so good at making something bad sound sound great, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, they have nothing to do with parents. They don't care for the. They don't like the parents. No, they hate the parents. In fact, somebody was asking in in, in a TV interview the other day, asking this activist um, who's not not a school teacher, but somebody and somebody from an advocacy group for trans kids and, and tra- pushing trans on kids in schools. And um, I think she was from Colorado, and she was asked about, um, do you think it's okay that or should parents be involved? And do parents have a right to know? The question was, do parents have a right to know their kids, um, what's going on with their kids and gender identity stuff in the schools? And she said no. So you're right. They, they don't like parents. They Parents are an impediment to their power grab on children. That's true. That's where they're at. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you got Altoona County Schools has voted to allow AR-15s with every officer in every school for better protection. So they've got to be trained for it, but it's a real step up where these officers hopefully will have the guts to do what they need to if there's another incident of violence occurring with the students. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought this story because night or so ago there was the tenth anniversary of Sandy Hook, and I and and I just was squeamish over the fact that there was this some kind of m- memorial for this because that was not a national tragedy. I mean, our heart breaks every time something like this happens, but it was clearly an exploitation of these children to push a gun grab agenda. When the reality is, if the people pushing that memorial for t- ten years after Sandy Hook really cared about preventing children from being shot in a school, they would be supporting this this idea of school officers in every school with AR-15s and even teachers being trained and armed. Yep, it's a good direction. Yeah. Because the officer that was there for that, Sandy Hook, he was hiding downstairs, afraid to even go into the school building during that killing episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's something else in common with mo- these shootings is we've got too too many um, Barney Fife's uh, that are cowards hiding out. Barney Fife would have been more, would have had more courage than what took place in Uvalde and Sandy Hook and Parkland, by the way. Yeah, well, here's another point of good news. I don't know if it's good news or uh, it's kind of alarming as well. Stephen Lianis, president of Claremont Union Schools, has des- resigned his post when it became public that he allowed a group of students to use his home for a party, which turns out to have included Dirty Santa, shirtless performers, and an open bar when most of the kids were under age 21. <gasps> he resigned when it was become public that he allowed that to happen. This, and he's superintendent of the schools. So are you, wow. A superintendent of the school district had... A, a, Underage students to his home for a party for some that was called Dirty Santa. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure that has something that we don't really want to know too much about. Well, uh, you know, shirtless performances. It sounds to me like they brought you know a bunch of you know, um, I guess uh, the thunder from down under, like like the like nightclub kind of performances, right? Like almost strippers, like a magic mic kind of thing. This is adult sexual entertainment. He brought underage kids to his home to sit and watch a sexual entertainment and had open bar with drinks. Yep. It's just totally out of line. I couldn't believe it. Well, it should it should be criminal. Yep. It should be criminal. You're not allowed to drink in the state of California at the age of 21, and you're not supposed to be seeing this kind of performance unless you're in a nightclub in which you've got to be over 21. I don't understand how I'm glad he resigned, but quite frankly, he should have been prosecuted. Yeah. Um, hopefully there's more action going to happen. Well, we'll see. All right. Then you got a proposal to ban CRT classes in their schools at Temecula Valley Schools. It drew hundreds of spokesmen and kids from both sides to argue the issue. The hearing was on December 13th, and they just made the decision yesterday that, in fact, they would ban CRT. What what happened today, I just got the article, uh, hundreds of students walked out of school and started protesting with signs that said, protect our education, protect our freedom. History is something that's supposed to be uncomfortable. I mean, you've you got to be kidding. Do not censor our beliefs. So this is how far CRT has influenced and jeopardized these kids' understanding of the world and its history and how to treat each other. It's all about racism. So the kids that were protesting didn't want the ban on CRT, right, Correct. is what you're saying. So, yeah, these these these... 
it, and I shouldn't be angry at these kids because they're products of indoctrination. Their little brains have already been corrupted. And, and to me, you're right on. That just goes to show why the CRT has to be banned because they're kids and they're too impressionable, which is what the left knows, which is why the real battle for the future of America is taking place in our schools. Because if they can get them when they're young, you'd mentioned the quote once before. In fact, I think it's in your book. Who was it who said, you've got the quote in your book, if I can get them when they're five or something, then I got him forever i don't know if that was stalin or who it was who said that or hitler uh, this is Lenin. it was give me four years to teach the children and the seed i have sown will never be uprooted give me just one generation of youth and i'll transform the whole world to our communist life wow yeah that's, that's a good philosophy. Yeah, let, that's, a, that's a good time to take a break and let that okay. quote ponder in people's minds. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break, but don't you go anywhere. we got more with Bob Walters coming up. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show, continuing on with our buddy Bob Walters, our buddy and yours. Um, before the break, we were talking about uh, that you read the quote from your book, Education or Indoctrination, the Lenin quote about give, give me a year or give me a generation in their mind forever. Um, chilling to hear that that's actually what's in play in our schools today. But you've got more for us that we need to know about tonight. Okie doke. After a strong mass resistance outrage, which is a hot, an organization helping do the battle mm-hmm. against what's going on, Idaho Library Board revised policy to exclude and remove obscene books for children and teenagers. The director of the library, who pushed for the new rule and did get it passed, then he resigned. I don't know why. Maybe he's tired of the battle. Well, could be under attack, but at least uh, he did the right thing and got yeah. these this pornography out of, the, out of the library. Then you got Loudon Grand Jury indicts ousted superintendent for his failure to react properly when a male student wearing a skirt went into the girls' bathroom in his school district and raped one of them. No penalty, no public notice. In fact, he was quietly moved to another school without any warning, and he did it again and mm-hmm. raped a second girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, the... Uh, the decision is, is, is good, it's been made, and uh, it's going to take action against him and put him in jail. Well, That's- yeah, I mean, it, it's taken too long. This is the Loudoun County uh, District uh, School District that arrested the father of the raped girl because he came there saying, you, you know, my daughter got raped because of your crappy policy of letting males into bathrooms because they call themselves a girl. Right. And and so not only was the school district responsible for her rape, but also the rape of the second girl, because they just, you know, instead of him being they had the dad arrested, never arrested the punk who did the rape. So it's just outrageous. And so, you know, I I hope this guy gets lots of years, but I doubt it. But at least he's been indicted. So we can be grateful for that. Some good action in the right direction. Yep. It's college crazies. Eula Hicks, who was rescued as an orphan in Ukraine, was denied a life-saving kidney transplant for this 14-year-old since she had not received a COVID shot. Wow. Duke University made the decision, despite the fact on the case and her recent adoption into a family in this country. Given the severity of her illness, the parents refused to get a shot for COVID for fear it would do more harm than good. Wow. Passed away in the next... 30 to 60 days. So she never got she never got the kidney transplant. Nope, she did not. Wow. 
So they basically let this girl die because she wouldn't get the shot. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. She's a young young girl from, you know, orphan from your Ukraine. You think they'd have more sympathy? Well, you think they would have more sense because, I mean, you know, the... Oh, wow. Um, it's, this is absolutely shocking. And, and unfortunately, this is just one of many cases to where they're just, th- this just goes to show how insane our medical, our, our medical system has gotten, how political it's gotten. Yeah. Sad, but true. After six years of deliberation, the California State University Board of Trustees ruled that it's likely to drop the requirement for four-year math or science requirements for applicants. They claim the present requirement has negative impact on low-income students. Final vote will happen in January, and if passed, would become effective in the fall of 2027. Since when does, since when's, when does poverty or, or your ability to add 2 plus 2 have anything to do with what's in somebody's bank account at home? That doesn't even make any sense. No, it's just part of that woke men- mentality that we've got to make everybody equal, even if they're not equal. Well, yeah, or or it's how it's yeah the equality that they're looking for apparently is stupidity. Let's just relax requirements for everybody. I old I truly believe that that's really the end game for them. They want kids to not be educated, to have no ability, no um, skills, no education, and just be steeped in nothing but how to do a BLM rally. Yeah, and sixty thousand dollars in student loan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, American Bar Association will cease requiring the law school admission test in 2025 for all law schools. Most law schools, in fact, have already terminated such testing for admission, saying the policy doesn't help diversity while it does promote white and moneyed people, even over people of color. Again, more of this mentality. Others fear this is the quality. Uh, this, is, this will eliminate the quality of the legal profession and will suffer as a result, which is true. Yeah, because I actually took the LSAT, um, by the way, and it was an incredibly difficult test at a time where I thought I wanted to go to law school, and I decided I really didn't want to go to law school. Um, but it, the purpose of the test is to uh, for you to prove that you have the goods, that you have the analytical ability, the uh, the reasoning skills, the reading comprehension abilities, the basics in order to be able to go not only go to law school, but come out of law school as somebody qualified to enter the profession and take money from people to do a job, right? Or ha- who wants to be uh, a criminal defendant who's been falsely accused of a crime and your public defender is somebody that never took an LSAT course and doesn't and, and never was was able to prove and, and has no ability to do the job. I mean, there's the far-reaching implications from this cannot be overstated. I agree. And it's really one of the sad things going on in this country that I hope people will rise up against. Right. One minute left, Bob. Syracuse University has implemented a process to revoke honorary degrees. <laughs> in 1989, they awarded such to Rudy Giuliani, but he will be terminated next week due to his conservative anti-woke announcements. So America's mayor from 9-11 is going to have his honorary degree revoked by Syracuse University. Yeah, because he has anti-woke commentaries that he's made to stop the radical craziness going on. Wow. All right, Bob, we've got enough time for you to tell everybody about We the Kids. I'm wearing the hat, by the way, if you're watching. Great kid. Great organization. And I urge parents to get a hold of them. Look under wethekids.us and you'll see their webpage. You can get books and materials to give your kids to teach them the real history of America. 
And you can get involved, donate to him to help spread the word to the rest of the country as well. Well, Bob Walters, we love you. Everybody get his book, Education or Indoctrination, on Amazon. Have a great weekend, Bob. Thank you. All right, you guys come on back. We've got another hour of the Andrea K. Show on its way. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.